in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. And clap, you're watching. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now, it is 12.06, and you're listening to The John DePietro Show on this Wednesday, October 12th. God is good. Another beautiful, sunny day. And the campaign, the race is alive on this Wednesday, October 12th. And I wasn't sure, you know, trying to be objective, you know, to be honest. And we have to be honest, folks. We have to be guided by the truth. We have to be uh, realistic with things and to be objective. And the race is alive. I'm not saying that Ashley Kalis took the lead last night. But she certainly, boom, made the case you know, you got to do it inch by inch. It's going to be a very close race for governor. Good afternoon to everybody watching. This is the new report live on Facebook Live. Now, I also want to um, mention, I posted on Facebook, and I'm not trying to call anybody out, but I often do. I posted, you know, tune into the radio show right now, right? Because we're on from 11 to 2, and you can either listen. I po- Listen to this. I posted this. Tune in the radio show now. Either listen at AM 1380. Or 99.9 FM. If you can't get the signal, hey, listen. You can listen online at topetro.com. Listen online. Ashley Kalis joins me today on the radio. Facebook coming up live at noon. And so then I see, and I know he's going to feel I'm being unfair, Joseph Roberts. So you're saying there's no Facebook live today. Like, what are you talking about? Hey, Harry, get your eyes checked. Joe Roberts. What, what does it say? It says coming up live at noon. What's the matter with some of you people? You know, you're very lucky that I can't reach through the radio or through the Facebook and give you a clock on the head. Wake up. You're starting to, you're listening to maybe the fat head down the dial too much. What's the matter? So in other words, you say, like, what, what part of that don't you understand? Am I dealing with, with non-English speaking and reading people? Is that what this has come down to? Maybe it should be Jose Roberts for crying out loud. So you're saying that there's no, no, I'm not saying Facebook Live coming up at noon. Is so there's no Facebook today? Wait, what is this? I feel like I'm talking to my brother Tommy, obvious man. Like what? What part of that don't you get? Jose Roberts, I'm telling you, you're thin ice. People, have, let me put it this way, and I'm going to move out. But people have been blocked for less. Folks, take the time to read. That's like I sometimes I post things. People don't even read it. <coughs> read the blanking story. Watch your language, Harry. Come on, Juan. Folks, this portion of the program brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. I mean, I, I'd like to think we're dealing with a somewhat literate audience. Try to be different than the rest of Rhode Island, for crying out loud. Try to be different, like... I'm going to start to call it like a CD1 listener. I think that's going to be our new term and code. You know, I'm already hearing people that are like, what do you mean when you say the Providence, Pawtucket, Central Falls crowd? What do you think I mean? (laughs) It's the same type of individuals that fight on the Block Island Ferry, as we call them, the ferry fighters. And then the ferry fighter wannabes. Fall is certainly in the air. You know, I as much as, listen, I hate, let me just turn on the, um, the fan here. As, as much as I hate the fact that I love this type of weather and we're going to, we know what's coming. I, I like every, I, I know some people still enjoy the winter. I, I am no longer enjoying the winter around here. But anyhow, uh, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, homegrown mums and kale. Are outstanding this year. Sizes ranging four and six inch, nine inch, twelve inch, ornamental peppers, four six inch uh, pots, everything needed for all of your fall decorating and more. Pumpkins, straw, cornstalks, gourds, sugar pumpkins. Stop in, pick up some of the native vegetables: sweet corn, eggplant, zucchini, peppers, yellow squash, tomatoes, local honey. Fall is the best time to plant trees and shrubs. Cooler temperatures, less watering. Don't forget. At PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, and you can find them on Facebook. They have the Deer Resistant Placata, beautiful choice, Abravites, natural privacy border, instead of putting up a fence, sizes ranging 3 feet to 11 feet. They have mulch, screen loom, crushed stone, 
Always available. Pickup and delivery gift certificates are available. Look for them on Facebook. Located 3688 Quaker Lane, North Kingstown. Look for them on Facebook. Folks, they're open seven days a week. They do a fantastic job. It's PR, landscape materials, and garden center. Well, <coughs> I apologize, folks. As always, folks, visit the website, dpetro.com. No eyes. D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. And I don't mean no seeing eyes. I just mean no vowel eye. In uh, one of our sponsors there is the great Coesed Inn. 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. Stop it and see them. The Coesed Inn, a Rhode Island tradition since 1977. Now, Ashley Kalis, the Republican challenger. And as I've been saying, folks, um, <clears throat> last night, not only the voters, but th- there's, there's two different parts to this. Because, hear me out, the, the media, the media needed to see last night that this was someone who was real. Last night was so significant because the media is not going to write her off after last night. Ashley Kalis, listen, you can always do Monday morning quarterbacking. But for someone to step up, that, that and as I said, that, you know, that was, to me, that wasn't even a debate. That was a beating. For whatever reason, Governor McKee, now granted, he had a hospital procedure over the weekend. Maybe we can continue to guess. I love these people who are filling the blanks. Well, I, I, I would think, I like this, this guy, I would think that the lieutenant governor would know about that. How do you know that? Did she say that? Listen, instead of like, I would think, I'd be, I like this, I'd be willing to guess. Listen, folks, if you ever hear anyone in the media say something like that, cackle, you, you, you immediately, well, hold on. Did they say that? Or did all your experience years at Channel 6 lead you to, like, what are you talking about? Why don't we deal in facts? Now, apparently, the governor's saying, well, I didn't get anesthesia. But he couldn't be in the parade, the Columbus Day parade that Sabina Matos, um, won't call it Columbus Day. Governor McKee, last night, he, he looked sick. He looked under the weather. He apparently just had a medical procedure. He pop. He couldn't do Autumn Fest on Monday. Don't. And we're dealing in facts right here. And and so Tuesday morning he does a photo op, where then he's like, "Yeah, I, I feel okay." He looked bad. <clears throat> I don't know. They may want to borrow some of the money makeup. So it, I mean, as I put last night, which McKee was on stage last night or whatever at Channel Twelve was it the mother or the son? <laughs> I mean, Governor McKee didn't look good. And I don't mean that to be derogatory. He's the governor. And sometimes you can tell. You know, we saw in that, I go back to September 2020, anyone that saw that debate, President Trump was clearly not feeling well. As he was a maniac in that first debate, it was wasted. <clears throat> and uh, and it was a missed opportunity. Then we found out that he had COVID and he didn't feel well. Then they gave him some medication and they just put him over the top. And then there was no second debate. In the third debate, he did well. But by then, you know, he kind of let Biden slip through his, his fingers. Who knows what would have happened if there had been a third debate, if, if uh, they didn't have the, the massive COVID spreader of, with Amy Cohn and Barrett and so forth. But anyhow, but Governor McKee last night, he didn't look good. He looked tired. He looked exhausted. And he looked sick. And, and he, he is sick. He is sick. Now, he could be okay. We don't know. He could have a relapse. Hey, he's 71 years old. He was in the hospital. This was an emergency, unscheduled procedure. If they didn't have to have it, they wouldn't have had it. I'm sure he's got it. You know, he's going to rest up today. He's going to rest up tomorrow. And then tomorrow night, he's got another debate. Now, I am glad I've learned that the Providence Journal is doing it with like NPR and it's like all things vegan considered uh, but they're um, they're they're doing two different rounds which makes sense the first round is going to be Ashley Kalis and Governor McKee then they're going to take a break and then they're going to bring up the three people that managed to get on the ballot and I want to be very clear about this I this whole business that an 18-year-old college student, you are right. You know what? Congratulations. Him and his family and friends managed to go out and get him enough votes to get on the ballot. 
but we don't have to entertain this college experience. If, if it were Governor Juan, I'd be like, there's no blanking way I'm getting on the state. They're not real campaigns. They're not real campaigns. Well, the public deserves a right. The public can. They can put out press releases. They can say they can maintain websites. They can raise money. They can give speeches. They can go out campaign. They can try to build an audience. They can, if you start to build a crowd and build a following, the numbers will follow and the media would follow that. The media would love a story like that. One of the people running who's in independent has got like 1% of the vote. He's a West Warwick truck driver or a carpenter. I don't know what he does. I, I'm not going to waste. That's a waste of time to me to interview someone like that. Hey, listen, the media would love that. This West Warwick, whatever the hell he does, truck driver or a contractor, whatever the hell. <clears throat> they would. Are you kidding? That'd be an unbelievable story. This guy like came out of nowhere. He was at Roger Williams Park. He drew a crowd of 2,000 people. You know, hey, Bernie Sanders started, you know, he was laying out his program and ideas. And Bernie Sanders, the crowds were getting larger. And I'm talking in 2016. Now, granted, he was a senator, but they were getting larger. But if you had someone that had a real campaign and were truly drawing crowds, and then you got a mailing list, and then it's emails, and then there's going to be another event. And then, you know, that's where then you're starting to see the moment. The campaign builds momentum. It is not the job of the media to expose, you know, an 18-year-old URI student. Hey, run for blank and study body president. But there's a difference between someone who's really working it. And they are have some proposals, ideas, and they are trying to build momentum. Some 18-year-old college student, again, I have nothing against the kid. What are you accomplishing? Hey, look at that. You know what else? The kid, like the, the, he wanted to be on the stage. I'm so glad that they're not going to allow someone like that on the stage. He, Let me just find this. And again, I don't know this. He's a college student. I'm not trying to pick on him. He's over 18. Um, let me just... You know, but what we why do we have to be party to something he's doing to just for whatever reason to, you know, get extra credit with one of his classes at URI? My my answer is I don't think we should have to. Um, I just want what's his name? Sean Miser. OK. Uh, is that him? No, that's not him. Wrong person. Let me just find it because it's important. What is his name? Um, uh, let's see. I have it right here. It's, it, it's going to make my point. Nope. That's not it. Ah, I'm going to try five more. There it is. Yeah. Zachary Hurwitz. That's it. Zach's got your back. Running for governor of Ireland. He's 18 years old. Here's the part. Social media influencer. He's got 15 followers on Twitter. Hey, listen, study hard at URI. Uh, that sounds terrific that your family and friends got you on the ballot. But 15 followers on Twitter is not a social media influencer. Uh, I'm gonna, we're going to talk about Ashley Kalis. She overperformed last night. And you get better as you go along. Governor Governor McKee, as much as I don't think he felt well, as much as he he did have some lines prepared for her, I don't think they were that effective. If Ashley Kalis is going to pull this out, it's going to come down to the final, literally the final days leading up to the campaign. If she has a shot, it would have to shift at the very end. I would say, you know, she helped herself last night. Because what Ashley Kalis did last night was show the media that she, she, she is willing, she is trying to win the race. She's not trying to lose gracefully. And for someone that's never debated before, first of all, she certainly looks the part. She is an outsider. You know, I'm not bothered by that. She, she's better debater than Nellie Gorbea. If we just want to talk about some women that have run, I think she's a better debater better on stage than Patricia Morgan was. And I like Patricia Morgan, by the way. Helena Folks got better, but Helena Folks was also the former CEO of CVS. And Helena Folks is almost 20 years older than Ashley Kalis. 
But for someone first time out, if they watch it several times, hone some of the answers, know when to give up and just move on, you know, you just don't know. It's a long way to go. Biden is imploding right now. Gas prices are going up. The Republicans are going to retake Congress. You know what else could come in handy? Handy's the wrong word. You know what else is something to be considered? Is the final week of the campaign, if everything stays the way it is, a joint commercial with her and Mayor Fung. And Mayor Fung, who was on Fox News earlier, Mayor Fung, who's opening up a real lead against Seth Magaziner. And as I predicted, Fox News this morning did a segment. They had Mayor Fung on. I played some of the sound last hour. I will play more. I'm going to play the entire segment. But that is not one of the races that they are watching nationwide is CD2. Congressional District 2, Mayor Fung against, as Fox News called him, Self Magaziner, as he's in love with himself, Seth Magaziner. But a commercial with Mayor Fung and Ashley Kalis paid for by the Kalis campaign. But but uh, Alan Fung, Mayor Fung saying, I'm voting for Ashley Kalis. And I'm asking you to do the same. Uh, It shouldn't be ignored in that Boston Globe column by Dan McGowan that some of the voters are saying, number one, they still think that Mayor Fung is the mayor of Cranston, which is fine. But they said, I I think I'm going to vote for Dan McKee and Mayor Fung. Well, that's interesting because Fung saying, I'm asking you to vote for Ashley Kalis, that, that could be, you know, that could be worth something. I'm not saying again. I'm not saying 10 points. Closing out the campaign, final week, the two of them. Uh, you know, that could be worth two points. That could move some people. That could get some Democrats that are going to move vote for McKee, maybe at least to reconsider. Folks, this portion of the program of the John DePietro Show. And again, we're going to talk with Ashley Kalis, the Republican challenger. Listen, she, I watched the last night. She, I watch a lot of debates. I watch every debate, actually. She won. I was surprised. I was hoping she was just going to hold her own and not have a terrible night. She actually won. So I think Governor McKee will change some things up. He seemed very arrogant last night. He almost seemed like, you know, the way he was laughing at her, when he was looking at her, it was actually not a good look. Um, I don't know how much they're going to look at it. They didn't seem like they took last night too seriously. He's got a big break before the Channel 10 debate. But this portion of the program, folks, is brought to you by Matthews Energy Company. Now, listen, everyone's talking about electricity rates going up 50 percent. Well, Matthews Energy Company, with local utilities going up, they can provide you natural gas, electricity, save you money. Matthews Energy Company. And if you mention the John DePietro show, it's worth the phone call. You get $50 off immediately. That's a $50 credit. That's worth something. Call right now, Matthews Energy Company. If you'd like to find out about natural gas and electricity, call them, 401-942-7500. Matthews Oil Company, based in Cranston. They've been around for four generations. At least give them a call. See if they can save you money. It's worth the phone call. 401-942-7500. I'm asking all listeners and Facebook people, to call, and if someone would jot that down on Facebook Live, 401-942-7500. Matthews Oil Company, four generations. If you mention Juan, and they're big fans of Juan After Dark, you get a $50 credit. At least give them a chance, see if they can save you money with uh, natural gas and electricity. Matthews Oil Company. So we're going to talk to Ashley Kalis coming up. And her campaign has put out, they feel good. Now, tomorrow night, they have this second debate against Governor McKee. It's not on television. Uh, it's National Public Radio, and it's also the Providence Journal are teaming up. But it will be just Kalis and McKee. Kalis wins WPRI debate. Spokesperson for Ashley Kalis issued the following statement. Ashley Kalis was the clear winner of last night's debate. While she offered, you know, substantive policy solutions, no plan Dan fell flat, leaving voters wondering how he intends to move the state forward. The governor attempted to take credit for other leaders' success and dodge questions. Now, something that also came out, several things. Number one, 
the fact that he's going to appeal the toll decision. I, I think Channel 12, I, I don't know why that came out at the very end. That almost didn't come out. But what business person thinks that's a good idea? That's a terrible idea. <coughs> Excuse me. Tuck tolls were a bad idea. They're not business friendly. And now he's going to appeal what the court has already decided. That is a horrible idea. No business person wants that. And the other thing is that the test scores, you know, this is politics. When you're hiding test scores, Rhode Island, Massachusetts already released their test scores. Rhode Island is not releasing the test scores until after the election. So that's where, um, you know, that, that, is, that is complete politics involved with that type of decision. That they're not going to release the test scores till after the election. The fact of the matter is, and the Pawtucket Soccer Stadium, I'm not trying to second guess uh, Ted Nisi and Tim White, but that, that that in their own polling came out that people don't want that. They don't even have a soccer team. I've told you, I'm already hearing behind the scenes that the New England Revolution is putting a kibosh on the whole thing. There is a difference with the Boston Red Sox. That the Paw Sox were their farm team. And, you know, Ben Mondor, think how long ago that was. But the Red Sox, they, they, the Red Sox, they weren't going to allow, you know, they had to sign off on having their minor league team right there in Pawtucket where then you get the, the call up to go. But the New England Revolution, I'm hearing that they're not signing off on the deal. That they're saying, no, 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 we don't want a minor league soccer team less than 20 miles away from Foxborough. The New England Revolution is having trouble, uh, you know, drawing crowds. So there, notice there's been no announcement about that. And I love some of these people are like, oh, no, they, they did the groundbreaking. The groundbreaking was just a political show. The groundbreaking was to, to pacify the unions, to be like, no, no, we're going to let you build the most. Ex-. Folks, let me ask you this. With the high price of groceries, high price of gas, your electricity is going to go up. High price, you know, gas prices going up, everything else, housing. Does it really make sense that Rhode Island would have the most expensive minor league soccer stadium in the entire country? That is beyond ludicrous. I could see if, say, like a big state like Florida had that, right? Or maybe if California had the most expensive minor league soccer team, you know, somewhere where there's no team, Within California's a big state, two, three hundred miles. Where then that becomes the draw. But they, they, no one, like they, there are no jobs. Governor McKee, you know, the job, the jobs, what taking tickets, selling blanking popcorn. Hey, do you, you know who's next? Do you want a soda? I mean, you think that that? How much? And we're going to be on the hook for one hundred million? That is ridiculous. I again, it's it's. I don't. I'm not trying to be critical. Very surprised those guys didn't ask about it last night. Uh, I think they ran out of time. They they let the beginning go a little bit. But where Ashley Kalis also, the media needs to, and now Dan Mc, this is ridiculous about the truck tolls. The unions are telling him to do that. That should be polled, by the way. I hope that the Globe or Channel 12 are going to do another poll before the election. It should have been a fat question. It should have been a focal point. If Rhode Islanders were polled about polls, they um, it would come back a resounding no. Because we all know, Governor McKee can say, you know, well, it's not my di-. The fact that they're going to appeal, the court already decided this. You can't do it that way. He's only doing it because the unions are telling him to do it. That's why he's basically doing it. And it's it's not fair. Um, and it, it was revealed last night. If anything, I, I think, you know, those guys were almost like caught off guard a little bit. I'm not trying to Monday morning quarterback their debate, but I think that if you're going to do it over, the number one, it should have been the, um, it should have been the, the soccer stadium should have been questioned and the truck tolls should have been. A question. Um, what you have right now, and it's still a long way to go. Governor McKee is trying to run out the clock. 
Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, he's got another debate tomorrow night against Ashley Kalis. It, um, it's not going to be televised, which benefits him. It's going to be on public radio. The crowd that would listen to that generally would already be voting for the Democrat. So, all right. This should be, folks, joining us on the line right now, the winner of last night's first gubernatorial general election debate. And we want to say congratulations. It's Ashley Kalis. Good good afternoon, Ashley Kalis. Hi, good afternoon. Ashley, congratulations. Um, the bar was set high. You came out. You set the tone. Uh, I want to tell you that I did a Facebook Live. Everyone on the John DePietro show, you, you overperformed. Take us through your feelings and thoughts of last night. It's very nice. Uh, you know, I think that Rhode Island clearly has a choice. I mean, you, you saw it last night. An incompetent governor who doesn't really know what's going on uh, and is making announcements. And we should talk about some of the announcements that were made last night. If I look shocked, because it was because I was. I mean, he announced that he was going to appeal the tolling decision. He announced that he knew that the scores, the RICAS scores were bad. Yep. He, I mean... He didn't really seem to understand the electricity thing, which I'm going to still work on because that will provide immediate relief to families. And I, I don't know what else we could do but give him a formal brief and all of the legal attachments so he could do his job. It was a stunning uh, display of incompetence on his side. What you get with me? Somebody different, right? Someone who is a business person, someone who sticks to the facts. And the policy solutions. I was just standing here listening, you know, listening to him ramble when really we were talking about real substantive issues in Rhode Island. And he wants to talk about other things. And so I think that I hope that that was clear to viewers when I when I was, you know, I was there myself wondering what he was doing. And then also realizing the gravity of this election. He cannot be elected. We're going into a time that needs uh, decisive leadership, competent leadership. We are going into a recession. Rhode Island cannot be first in and last out of a recession again. And we don't need to be. Competent leadership matters. Part of being the governor of Rhode Island is being a competent administrator. He shows that he's just not that. That's what I am. That is that you need to be that to, to grow a business. You have to have vision to grow a business as an executive, but you also have to execute on that. You can't, you can't have a successful business and a vision without substance doesn't work. And you need both of those things. And that's why I think having somebody that isn't a career politician is very, very helpful in this time. You know, folks, and again, we're smooth with Ashley Kalis. Ashley, a couple of thoughts from last night. Number one, I love that you illustrated perfectly this business about the abortion question. It's actually, it's not an abortion question. What you framed perfectly is, and people need to understand this, including the media, this is about should taxpayers have to pay for abortions? It's a world of difference. This is not, he could try to bring out Judge Kavanaugh, and this is not about access. It's actually not even about abortion. It's just a matter of should taxpayers be on the hook and have to pay for it? And I know for a fact that if you put that on the ballot, it's a resounding no from the people of Rhode Island. That is correct. The other thing that is, you know, insulting to me as a woman is tying uh, my personal feelings to my ability to do my job. My job is to uphold the law and the right to abortion was codified in state law in 2019. I will uphold the law. I can have personal feelings and uphold the law. The idea that I can't do both, I don't understand why he thinks that he can say that in this day of age. It sort of feeds into the whole narrative where he just diminishes uh, strong women around him. Ashley Kalis, what was your reaction last night? Yesterday, Boston Globe comes out with a poll, and they show a much tighter race. I'm going to say after last night, we're now in the single digits uh, that separate this race. But, but last night, on the day that the Boston Globe comes out with their poll, that shows that 71% of unaffiliated voters think President Biden is doing a poor job that your opponent, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, said he would support him in 2024, and he thinks he's the best president Rhode Island has ever had. He's clearly out of touch. <laughs> and clearly out of touch, right? Also out of, out of touch with a lot of things. The struggles of working families. I'm giving him away 
to make sure that we roll back the electricity rate hike for everybody, not so you need an application or, or certain people will get relief and others won't. He doesn't even recognize that that is something that needs to happen now. Right. He is just completely out of touch with what is happening around the state. I mean, as he said, oh, things are great, it's the best it's ever been, it is so deeply insensitive to Rhode Islanders who may be sitting there wondering, what is going on with my life and my family? No, what Dan McKee has said is inaccurate. People are struggling, and if you are struggling right now, I want Rhode Islanders to know that you are not alone. It is a difficult time, and leadership matters, and this is going to be a very close race. We are closing. That is what the polls show. Yes. Our internal polls, you know, had us behind by 30, then 20, and then we you know, went to uh, 13, then 10. As people learn more about me and also see the contrast, somebody who is competent and gubernatorial, me, versus Dan McKee, who is disorganized, and quite frankly, laughing about serious matters. I just think that Rhode Islanders will make a choice that is about change and steady leadership to get us through a difficult time. Folks, we're speaking with Republican challenger Ashley Kalis, who Ash, I gave you an A last night. I mean, that was outstanding. You and your team should feel great. You know, another part before I let you go, when Governor McKee talks about affordable housing, I mean, right now, the city of Cranston, the second largest city, they're mounting a challenge because Governor McKee wants to set up, and I've dubbed this McKeeville. He wants to dump 1,000 homeless in Cranston in these pallet housing. Actually, number one, that's unfair to Cranston. Number two, that's not solving anything by dumping 1,000 homeless pallets into Cranston and telling Cranston, yeah, good luck with the state's homeless problem. That, that is not leadership. And Mayor Hopkins is going to lead efforts to stop and block the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, he, the governor doesn't solve problems. This was a problem last year, no action. And then all of a sudden we're seeing a repeat of the Nile Hotel all over again, except in Cranston. This has to stop. And he professes helplessness. Don't even have the political courage. If that's what he believes, right? You could have a really unpopular belief, but just stand up, stand for something, and then you deal with the political consequences. This is a governor that hides things. He hides RICAS scores. He hides a subpoena from the FBI. He is going to uh, try to delay any action on, on tolling. He's going to appeal it. He told us that. But really what that is, is after the election, he's hoping to toll cars and trucks because it's an, an illegal uh, action. He's not going to win that court case. No. So this is a governor that hides and doesn't stand for anything. I respect somebody that, that stands up for something that I may disagree with from a policy perspective more than I respect someone who can't be honest about what they're going to do. And, des- and voters deserve a leader that will tell them what they're going to do and then do it. And he just, he can't. Or maybe he doesn't know. Maybe maybe I should have given him my cell phone so he could have called, you know, the lobbyists and, and the insiders to tell him what he, he should be doing. I mean, that's ultimately the other issue with a compromised governor is he can't, he doesn't have a spine. He cannot stand up for anything because he is so beholden to special interests, he cannot do what is in the best interest of Rhode Island. You know, folks, we're speaking with Ashley Kalis, the Republican challenge. had a big night last night. Ashley, last night, the boxing commercials all made sense. It was put on full display. I liked how you also said, hey, listen, I grew up 20 to 30 miles over the border in Massachusetts. Like, stop treating me like I came from another country. I also want to mention there is a fundraiser tonight at Centerdale Revival in North Providence, uh, Smith Street, for Ashley Kalis. And then Thursday night's the other debate. But Ashley, I wanted to share this with you. I'm hearing from a number of women today, started last night, saying that the way he was, Governor McKee last night, every time, and good for you facing him, but like was laughing every time you were talking. Several women said it reminded them of their first job, and this older boss that wouldn't take them serious, who was condescending, and it was always kind of like shooing them on their way. I want to tell you, I was hoping at some point when he was interrupting you, you were going to stop him and say, hey, listen, you're not hanging up on me tonight. But there, there will be time for that. But you seem to just absorb it and keep going. But it was not lost on everyone watching. He had a condescending, insulting tone and behavior last night. I think it was so obvious that I didn't need to state it myself. No. I, I did see it. And yeah. 
I found it difficult to hear him tell me how many times I didn't understand something when right. I clearly articulated a solution. And it was honestly, I was talking about policy and he clearly didn't understand. He yeah. could not articulate why he was appealing uh, the court decision for tolling. My, my question was, why do you think that this is constitutional? Because you're appealing it, so you must have some idea. No idea. He didn't know what I was talking about when I was talking about his powers uh, with an electricity crisis. Yep. No idea. So I would say that telling me that I don't understand when that is clearly not the case was insulting. But I think it is important for voters to see what he is like in front of people because the way that he is in front of people towards women you have no idea what he's like behind closed doors. And we did see that with Helena. We did and see that. And maybe saw a little bit of that with me last night. Yes. But you know what? That's, it's not about that with him because you don't need to choose him. You can choose me. And we can just reject that behavior. I want to talk about issues of policy and of, of substance because that is what will matter in terms of moving the state forward. We saw that also, I'm going to let you go, but in the Democrat primary, when he was waving his hand and saying women don't understand budgets, I mean, he was doing that to Helena folks. I mean, for crying out loud, CVS, you know, one of the Fortune 500 companies, biggest company in Rhode Island, uh, 200,000 employees telling her that women don't understand budgets. One of our listeners, Susan, said, my God, it reminded me of my first husband who used to say I didn't understand our household budget, and he would, like, dismiss her with his hand. So I think last night the body language was very strong. Ashley, I want to give you a chance to direct people to your website. You have a lot of platforms up there. I mean it. You and your team should feel great. That was, I'll tell you what you did last night. Number one, people like me that are voting for you. Not that I was hesitating. I, I was hearing from so many people that said, I know you said you're voting for her. Now I get it. I feel so much better voting for her. But you also, you got the media's attention last night that you are not just going to roll over. You're not just going to be dismissed. That you, you sent a message last night that Dan McKee is not going to hang up on Ashley Kalis. Well, thank you so much. I would encourage everyone to go to AshleyKalis.com. And, you know, we can dismiss uh, Dan McKee in this election. And I hope that we're going to do that. And then we can choose a different path for Rhode Island. So thank you so much for having me. All right, folks, she's Ashley. Ashley, great job last night. And we'll talk to you again. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, folks, there it is. Ashley Kalis right here. I mean that. Uh, I'm not trying to spin anything. For someone to come out of the box like that, against someone like that, uh, I'm willing to bet. And I don't know how much time Governor McKee. Oh, I want to once again uh, just remind people. So tonight, if you saw her, if you're like, you know what? I want to meet her. I want to get involved. <clears throat> Look at that. Dick Fossa, former mayor of North Providence, supports her tonight. Six to eight, Centerdale Revival, our friend Shane, Smith Street in North Providence. How about former speaker? Uh, Matt Smith is also uh, on board with her. But if you'd like to meet her, maybe get involved with the campaign, talk to her a little bit, show some support. Uh, I'm not exaggerating, folks. Last night, and I can't stress this enough, it, it, it was big for the media, and she set the tone right away. And I was going back through some of my tweets, and it was like, I'm Ashley Kalis. Boom. She immediately clocked him. You know what? What she was also doing. And I want you to understand this, folks. At 1244, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Please share that you're watching on Facebook. On Facebook, if you like that, if you like what we're doing with our live, you know, the Noon Report Live, that we go live with breaking news, bring you stories other people shy away from, um, you can send stars. You can subscribe to the channel. We are going to start to do more subscriber-only content on the Facebook page. So for those that do like the Facebook stuff, listen, it's a buck a month. For crying out, it's a buck a month. So you spend a lot more on Capable and some of these other streaming devices. It's a buck a month. We're going to start to move more into more subscriber-only content. But what I found last night was you had the old corrupt Rhode Island on stage. And then standing next to the old corrupt Rhode Island, right, where everything's a deal, no deal too small. Uh, the I want Dan McKee is the ultimate, and I'll say it. I want I know a guy, and it's slippery, and every deal is is kind of questionable and sleazy, and he he can try to backpedal on the FBI. Oh, no one's mentioning this to me. And well, actually, he's actually not on the campaign trail. 
He's, he's doing ribbon cutting. No one's going to walk up to him at a ribbon cutting ceremony and say, what's going on? The FBI's after you. But what, what that demonstrated, he tries to say, I was, you know, Dan McKee last night, Governor McKee was saying, I was saying, how many millions? Well, yeah, but you awarded them a $5.2 million contract. They, they started the company when you became the governor. But I will say this. I think the stress of this election is weighing on the governor's health. He can joke all he wants. A sitting governor under an FBI probe puts us out of business with private companies. It just does. No CEO of a company wants to come in and sit down and they think maybe they're being recorded. They're going to get subpoenaed. They're going to be asked questions. They're going to be an FBI surveillance tape. It's not happening. So Governor McKee is now left with, it's like in Lion King, right? When the, the other lion takes over the kingdom and he's just surrounded by the hyenas. That's who's taken over. <clears throat> when you're a sitting governor and on primary day, you're standing at the polls next to Pat Crowley. That guy is a communist. He is a socialist. Chafee never did that. Ramundo certainly never would have done that. This isn't like, this isn't like a deal with the devil. That that is the devil. Pat Pat Crowley, a union, despicable activist, and that's who McKee, Governor McKee, has had to swallow his pride. In step next to and stand next to that little jerk, that classless communist socialist. Who has done everything in his power to destroy public education in the state. That's who you are surrounding yourself with. So my point is last night to me, you know, it's true. She's unproven. And yeah, it would be great if she said, yeah, I wish I had been born in Rhode Island. She wasn't. She was born over the border in Massachusetts. You know, this is where, and I recognize not everyone's going to get this. But this election, folks, we're, Governor McKee, he's telling you who he is. Truck tolls, unnecessary, ridiculous soccer stadiums because the unions are making him build it. This school construction, that's, that's not about improving education. It's because the unions, they can make more money on no-bid contracts building brand new schools. That's what it's all about. He's not about improving the state. It's about him and his friends and cronies cashing in. And, and, and listen, she is unproven. She is. This would be a leap of faith. But it's like you already see with this. I'm telling you right now, the McKee Road doesn't, it leads to nowhere. It's a, it's a road of, we already know what it is, right? Like what's the definition of insanity? He's doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And do we really want to go down? Like you already know what that path is going to be. Listen, the fact that he said last night he's supporting President Biden and President Biden is the best president Rhode Island's ever had. I, I, that is like, what world are you living in? The, the, no one believes that. But McKee believes that. I, 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 it's like I've seen enough. No, no, no. I've seen where this goes. You know, it's kind of like when you have a, a team where you have a quarterback and then you're like, you know what? I, I'm not going to give a good analogy, but I think a lot of you already understand. Like, do, do we really want to go down? I, it, it's it's worth the gamble. At, at least Ashley Kalis doesn't owe anybody anything. McKee comes with a lot of strings attached. He's made a lot of promises that we have to pay for. And what I like that he she framed last night. And again, folks, at 12:50, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. What they're talking about. And good for Ashley Kalis. Listen, this isn't even an abortion question. What this is really about is should taxpayers have to pay for it? That's really what it's about. And she's saying, I don't think they should. And I've told this story before. I have a a friend of mine who, you know, is a doctor. And he has said, why why do we, this isn't about, this isn't about whether or not abortion should be available. It is. It shouldn't be available. It's not a question of whether or not people should have access. They should or they do. This is about, but why do we have to pay for it? 
right? There were people that they there were people who were obese, and because they're obese, they develop different physical problems like diabetes. Should you have to pay for someone's diabetes medicine as a taxpayer? You're the one. You're the one. Whatever happened, you're the one that then engaged in some relations. I'm not, listen, I am well aware rape and incest and everything. But listen, that's not the majority of it. That's not the majority of it. It's not. But that's what it really comes down to. That's what Governor McKee, and he was saying, you know, that's a MAGA thing and Judge Kavanaugh in Rhode Island values. Rhode Island values are that taxpayers have to pay taxpayer-funded abortions. That is ludicrous. The General Assembly had it right when they said we're not paying for it. Hey, Governor McKee, what about there are people that are pro-life that say, I don't want my taxpayer money going towards that. That is ridiculous. And that maneuver he's trying to pull in Cranston with McKeeville. Thousand, you know, thousand homeless pallets. Everybody go live in Cranston. Talk about a table for one salute to Cranston. What you saw last night, again, she will have a learning curve. To, To really be realistic about it, the General Assembly has a lot of power in the state. The House of Representatives, Speaker Sakachi has a lot of power. The Senate President, Dominic Ruggiero, does. It would be a balance of power. Ashley Kalis represents a balance of power. They could still try to do an end around her. And then she could veto something. Governor Baker in Massachusetts had veto things. Governor McCutcherry used to veto things. At the General Assembly, they hate when a governor uses the veto pen, and that's where the negotiation comes in. What we don't have right now is a balance of power. Come on, we don't. And, and at the State House, Governor McKee is along for the ride. Governor McKee is like, you want to give out raises? Go ahead. Who wants a $60,000 raise? Folks, he doesn't care because it's your money. What we need, and what I think Ashley Kalis actually needs to put forth is instill in people, we have no balance of power. It is a runaway train. Look at the condition of the state. And when you see them at a press conference, right? Governor McKee, Matos, who's useless. Next hour, by the way, I'm going to talk about the Republicans in these uh, Democrats that won't debate them. But I'm going to talk about that next hour because it is a problem. But I don't see anyone effectively doing anything about it. But that's next hour on the radio show. But when I see them there, Langevin, Cicilline, Seth Magazina, Matos, McKee, Sakachi, Ruggiero, it, it, they're a club. They're a club that is destroying the place. They're not helping this place. Governor McKee, every blanking announcement is for those who are on welfare. Everything. Everything's always for the homeless, for those that want reparations, and those that are like the indigent. Everything. What about people who work hard? There are households. Both parents work. Both spouses work. Right? They own their own home. They pay their bills. They do everything they're supposed to do. They're trying to raise their children. They're trying to improve their lives. There's never anything for them. McKee has locked them out. It's all about insider deals with the unions, insider deals with the laborers. Teachers get $3,000 bonuses. State workers get $3,000 bonuses. It's, it's, it's all for the inside club. And that's why people are so angry. So if you were to ask me a month ago, if I thought Ashley Kalis could win the election, I, I would say it was an uphill climb. But you know what? I, I think people are reaching a boiling point. Like, how much are we supposed to put up with? I'll tell you, Governor McKee is really pushing it. Joe Biden is the best president Rhode Island has ever seen. That, that, is, that is ludicrous. No one believes that. Came out of the mouth last night of Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. What? He can't do a press conference. You know, they're the same person. Biden was looking for a dead person at a press conference two weeks ago. Where's Jackie? 
That's the gas prices are up. Everything is wildly expensive. The vice president is incompetent. Biden is he is not up to the job. He's the best president, Rhode Island. But that that is very telling. You know, I'm glad Governor McKee said it because that was a very telling statement. Because if you're an unaffiliated voter or Republican voter, they, they, these he is living on a different planet. I don't know what these people are talking about. You know, but I, I felt that it's like the Jim Langevin is such a fighter. Langevin is a thief who's enriching himself with insider trading deals. Cicilline has done nothing for Rhode Island. Nothing. They are lapdog attack dogs in Washington for the Democrat Party. Now, Mayor Fung was on Fox News. I'm going to play that next hour. So if Governor McKee, who was laughing and condescending, laughing at Ashley Kalis last night, go ahead, honey. What do you got to say? Women don't know how to do budgets. Wow. Um, you know, it's a gamble. I, here's my thought. How bad could it be? At least we won't have that stupid soccer stadium. At least, hey, the, the, the people at the Superman building, why are we giving you $100 million? It's ridiculous. Why are state workers getting $60,000 raises? Why are state workers getting $3,000 bonuses? You don't even need all those people on state payroll. They should slice the state payroll. We should shed 10 to 20% of the state workforce. You don't need them all. It's ridiculous. It's a, it's a job factory. Enough of this BS. You know, enough of this foolishness. And have an equal playing field so companies will say, you know what? I'm getting a fair shake. I'm being treated fairly. Not you got to go to this one, then maybe they get a tax break. And if you pay off this person, you get a certain tax break and blah, blah, blah. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, it's brought to you by Jay Perry Paving. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, 20 years experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving. Hey, call today for a free quote. Letter J, J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving, licensed and insured, contracted company, committed to meeting their clients' needs, no matter how big, how small. Hey, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway, call J. Perry Paving, letter J, J. Perry Paving, for a free quote. 401-732-1730. 401 732 732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. Well, folks, right now at 1258, it's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, next hour is radio only. You can listen AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Now, depending on where you are and live, if you can't get the signal, and I get that, you can listen online at the website dpetro.com. We have a lot of sound we're going to go through. I am going to play Mayor Fung was on Fox News Channel today, a strong segment that he is leading. That is one of the bellwether races that they are watching. And Bill Hemmer was saying that, that um, that, that race, as I had predicted, Mayor Fung, that, that race is about to move to 10 or 12 points. I think that the Fung Magazine race is, is about to move into, you know, it's going to be a red seat, which is good for the state. We need balance. And and I think a Fung endorsement commercial, I'm Cranston Mayor Alan Fung, and I'm voting for Ashley Kalis. I think that could actually help her. All right. We're going to break for the one o'clock news. We have another full hour to go. There is a fundraiser tonight, Senator Revival, Smith Street, North Providence for Ashley Kalis. Folks, we're back on the other side after the one o'clock news.